This episode of the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that gives you all the protein you'll need for the day at just 110 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. Wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. There's a lot to talk about today. I mean, there's almost too much news to talk about today, which is why we're going to spread it out throughout the week, which is something that you haven't been able to say a lot. You have not been able to see this a lot during quarantine, but there's a lot of stuff going on around baseball and around sports in general as we start getting ready to ramp back up and start sports again, maybe. Again, last week we talked about the proposal from MLB and that it was going to be taken to the players. So as of right now, I'm, I'm recording this on Tuesday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Central Time. No word from the players yet. It's going to be proposed this evening, I read, from Ken Rosenthal. So we'll see this evening what they say, and then we'll talk about the deal again tomorrow uh, after the players kind of make their decision. Uh, I'll let you know this. As of right now, everything that we're reading from the players has not sounded positive. So if that's any indication for you that none of the players seem very positive about, the ones that have been outspoken about it. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I don't want to talk about the deal again today after talking about it last week, and then it all be changed tomorrow, you know. Uh, So... We're going to skip that topic and talk about that tomorrow after the players decide what they're going to do. So tomorrow we could we could either have a a full deal or we could have you know back to the drawing board for that. Again, I'm Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And if you love basketball, I know a lot of you listen to the show in Kansas City. A lot of you listen to the show in you know Southern Kansas and Oklahoma and all these places. If you love basketball, no matter where you are, if you love basketball and you love the Thunder. Right now, go to your podcast app, whatever you're listening to this on. Go there, okay? Search up Locked On Thunder, and you'll be able to hear my new podcast, Locked On Thunder, every day with the Oklahoma City Thunder. That'll start next week. So you're going to want to get in on the action right now. So next week, we'll start taking over the Thunder feed and bringing you Thunder content as well as Kansas City Royals content. As for today's show, we're going to talk about the MLB Draft. We've kind of talked about this a lot as well, uh, because th- there's only a few topics to, to really nail down uh, up to this point. Uh, but now it's official. Now we, there's no more what ifs. There's no more, um, you know, questions or concerns. This is what we got. You know, as far as MLB draft is concerned, we'll do that, and also we'll talk about the what if week. We'll start what if week. It'll go for two weeks. So what if week is going to be just what if moments in Rose history were different? And I'm sure that you have a ton in your head right now, uh, most notably involving Alex Gordon. But we'll start. We'll start the week off, you know, today, pretty, pretty easy. The Alex Gordon one that you're thinking of right now, that'll get its own show. That'll be its own show entirely, just entirely Alex Gordon related. Uh, But first, 
I want to talk to you about our good friends over at Built Bar. And Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. I mean, they're just fantastic. Okay. I'm not a big protein bar guy, uh, but they sent us a sampler box because, you know, normally protein bars are hard to get down. You know, it, it, the juice is not worth the squeeze, really. Uh, but they sent us a, a sample box to us whenever they signed this partnership, and it's it's been fantastic. And, you know, you can read the pitches all you want to from me or from anyone or their website, uh, and, and you think, well, how realistic is that? I'm telling you right now, I would not lie to you. The protein bar, Built Bar, it tastes just like a candy bar. And I am in love with the banana nut bread. And if you want to know that, that we're not lying here, everyone in the network, in our group chat for the Locked On uh, MLB host, okay, we spent last night arguing which one was better. Wh- which flavor was better? We all had our favorites. My favorite was the banana nut bread. Uh, I know that the Red Sox host had, you know, the, the peanut butter was their favorite. Um, it's amazing, okay? I mean, we are spending our free time arguing about which flavor of Built Bar is the best. That's how good it is. For 110 calories, you get all of your all of your protein for the day. It's great, you know, before the workout, after the workout. You can also use it if you want to as a whole meal. I know some people are doing that, um, skipping their meal and just eating a Built Bar in the morning. Start your day off right, 110 calories, all your protein. You're good to go. I've done that before. Um, it, it's it's great. I mean, it's truly great. It's it's not even a struggle to get down at all. It's they're they're not lying. It tastes just like a candy bar. So use promo code locked on at builtbar.com and get ten dollars off your first order. So the MLB draft. Here it is. Five rounds. That's it. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. If you go undrafted, you can sign with an MLB team uh, and and get into their system that way. I believe it's only though. I believe it's only. $20,000, I think, you know, that's the cap for, for teams. That way you can't just sign out, you know, these top, these top 10 round talents for incredible money. If you're like the Yankees or somebody and just, and just overhaul your farm system, because there's a lot of talent that goes past the fifth round. This is not, this is not normal, uh, you know, a normal sport like football or basketball, you know, in basketball, you get past the first, you know, 36 picks, you know, maybe 40 picks and the talent drops off significantly. But in baseball, you get into the 40th round and you have Hall of Famers. It's just so insane to limit this to five rounds. And they're doing it for monetary reasons. And I just find it hard to believe. Now, again, I don't have the books. I don't have the finances of baseball. Okay? We only know what's reported to us. You know, through the media. What does MLB say that they made this year or this quarter or whatever? But I find it hard to believe that missing half a season of baseball, missing just half a season of baseball, makes it impossible to fulfill an MLB draft. It makes it impossible, okay, to give your signing bonuses out like normal, up front. That's hard for me to believe. And it could very well be true. I'm not saying that they're lying. But it's just hard for me to believe that personally. And I think that this is a move that they think is good right now. They think that they're going to cut corners and and limit the damage done financially due to this virus. But in the long run, for teams like the Royals, for teams like the Rays, for teams like the Indians, for teams like everyone that builds through the draft, the A's, that build through the draft, this is going to hurt them significantly, I think. Now, I came out in front of this in, in January or February 
or even whatever month it was, all these months run together now for me. I came out and I said, hey, they're talking about canceling the draft and that would be devastating. You've got to at least give these GMs a chance. You've got to give Dayton more a chance, okay? I know that they've played like a month worth of baseball in college and, and less than that in most high schools because uh, considering high schools you know, in, in colder weather areas might not start until March and they never got the start even. Uh, so I get that they don't have a lot of product on the field this year and you probably haven't gotten to go out and see most of them. I mean, you only get a month of your scouts roaming, roaming around all the thousands of, of, of D1s and D2s and D3s and JUCOs. That, I mean, that's insane. I get it. I get that your decision-making will not be as informed as normal. However, you need the shot. If you're the Royals, if you're the Rays, if you're those teams that built through the draft and, and don't go out and sign free agents, you need the shot. You need the opportunity. And they gave them that for five rounds. But I, I, just, don't, I just don't think that this is going to be a move that baseball looks back on and says is a good one. Will they say it was a necessary move? Maybe. Again, I don't really know the finances of the business side of baseball. But I find it hard to believe that the business side of baseball is running out of money so bad that they need to trim out the OMB draft after missing half a season. Now, you could project that, hey, they're going to miss this entire season with no fans. They might miss the start of next season with no fans, depending on if there's a vaccine. We don't know how this is going to unfold. Uh, I get that. I get that for sure. Uh, But I just... It's hard for me to really just put the, you know, just nail it down of why they're doing this. Why are they limiting the rounds? Because there's more teams like the Royals that build through the draft than there are teams like the Yankees or Dodgers or Red Sox. It'll be interesting for sure. And it makes these five rounds so much more valuable, okay? Because you only get five chances now. This is it. You tanked all last season, and you get five chances instead of 40 or more. So we'll see what happens. Um, there's a you know we can talk about the first round guys who who I'm very familiar with. I'm not so much familiar with you know the the, the you know second, third, fourth, fifth round guys uh, because we didn't get to watch them that much this year. Again, only a month of college baseball, uh, so we can bring on guys who study the draft and know the draft. I know we have a couple on the network who love the OMB draft, and so we'll bring those guys on to talk about the draft later on. Uh, but if you're a player, before we start What If Week, if you're a player, if you're if you're a prospect, and you don't get drafted in the first five rounds, would you sign for $20,000 and then be criminally under, underpaid in the minor leagues? And, you know, this is a, a topic not talked about enough, and if you're an undrafted free agent guy... All right, they picked you up off the off the scrap heap. They they picked you up, you know, in a pool. They're not going to be as invested in you. They've only tied up twenty uh, dollars. They didn't spend a draft pick on you. If you struggle, that's it. And Trevor Plouffe talks about this a lot, where he feels like he got more chances than people who deserved it, simply because the Twins, you know, and and the, and the teams that drafted him. You know, the team that drafted him, you know, the A's spent more time with him because they invested a draft pick into him. They invested into him. So, of course, they're going to give him more chances and more opportunities to perform than they would a guy who they took lower than him or they took, you know, after the draft. They're going to spend more time with him. So, you don't get that, that security if you're not a draft pick. 
even in this topsy-turvy world. And with the NCAA doing one of the best things, things that they've ever done, one of the best decisions they've ever made in the NCAA, and allowing spring athletes to return. Do you go to JUCO? If you're a high school player, you know, and, and you were thinking you're going to get drafted and now you don't, do you go to JUCO for a year instead of signing right away? Because in JUCO, you can return to the draft the next year. You're one and done. In the Division I, you have to stay there for three years. So that, that's kind of the difference there and why there's a lot of talent in JUCO. It's because you can be one and done. One and done. Uh, but the question remains, do you sign for 20 k I don't think so. If, you're, if you were looking this year before this all happened, okay, take you back to February. Take you back to the, the opening day of the college season. If your outlook was a 6th round pick or a 10th round pick, there's no way I'm signing for $20,000. I'll develop again in college. I'll get drafted in the top 10, you know, top 10 rounds, I mean. And I'll sign an even bigger signing bonus than $20,000. Because the road ahead of you in minor league baseball is not well compensated. That's been addressed and discussed, you know, at nauseum. So I'm interested to see what players do. I really am. I think that we'll see a ton of powerhouse JUCOs. You know, go there, be one and done, and enter the draft again. Um, but, you know, also, we could see it go the other way. If we're still unknown by June 10th when the draft starts, if it's still unknown what happens with coronavirus, will it wipe out next draft? Will it have the same effects on next year's draft? Maybe you just want to go to college, stay there three years, and by then we'll be over on the other side of the coronavirus. We'll be on the other side of it, and you'll be fine. You'll enter as a junior. And then you'll still have the security of, of returning for your senior year. It'll be interesting. I, I, I really am interested in how this all unfolds. And again, we're going to get some guys that, that study the draft and, and really understand uh, the, the deep-rooted issues here uh, of the draft possibly being altered. Uh, but I wanted to put out my thoughts on that. I really feel sorry for all the prospects you know, in this year's draft and, and in every draft, okay? Baseball, basketball, football. You know, the football draft happened. They got all their rounds in. They got all their picks in. But it's not the same. I mean, a lot of those players would have been in the green room and, and don't get that experience anymore. And even players who stayed at home, they don't get the amount of people that they would have. They, they don't get to share that moment with their families, you know, their entire family and, and all their friends. It's going to be a close-knit group. So, you know, everything's changing. And I know that there's a lot bigger issues in the world right now, but that is something that I do feel bad about for those prospects. And you know, you've worked your whole life to get there. And, and now there's a ton of uncertainty. So just a thought about that. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24, Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares his inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. He's wildly regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history. The beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experiences meeting challenges with positivity, with integrity, and with triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or you're looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is inspirational stories from your favorite athlete, Willie Mays, uh, and one of sports' most all-time legends. I mean, Willie Mays is an absolute legend. Go to the audiobook edition of 24 right now, wherever audiobooks are sold, and purchase the edition of 24 
life stories and lessons from the Say Hey Kid. Again, that's anywhere, anywhere that you can get audiobooks. Go there and find that Willie Mays book. You will not regret it. It's a fantastic book. And after the break, we'll talk about some what ifs. So I want to leave you with this what if on the Lockdown Royals podcast. It's a sad one. What if the Royals don't come back? What if the Royals do not have that massive comeback against the A's? What if they put in Yodana Ventura and he gets rocked and nothing changes from there? The A's lock it down and that's your ball game. Fans go home from Kaufman that night devastated. They make the playoffs for the first time in 29 years, 30 years, and they don't get to play in October because that game, I believe, was on September 30th. So what what would have happened? I mean, do you still believe that they make that run? Do they still make that leap, you know, the next year? I'm not so certain about that. Because you look at that team, and it really clicked for them in the postseason. Moustakis got sent down months before the postseason. He was in Oklahoma City. He was in AAA. If he doesn't experience that success in the postseason, does, does his career take a turn for the worst? And you look, okay, at the World Series. Madison Bumgarner made the Royals look like scared little kids. They look like the kid at the Little League Park that goes up against the, the burly right-hander that throws 90 miles an hour at the age of 11. Just shaking. Swinging at everything high and up. That's what they looked like in the World Series. They were young. They were inexperienced. They swept their way there. They faced adversity. And they almost came out of it. Okay, but they pushed it to seven. They did. But every time that Bumgarner came in the game, they looked shell-shocked. They looked scared. And without those experiences, without overcoming that, do they make that run in 2015? Or are they one of those wild-card teams that gets there, they lose in the wild-card round, and you don't hear from them again. You don't hear from them ever again. You, know, you expect them to take a leap the next year, and then the next year comes, and they are just an average team. They, they're what they were in 2016. An average team. Do you think that you know that team is going to be a coming-of-age team even if, they, even if they lost that wild card game? I don't think that they had the motivation that they did in 2015. I mean, if you remember, 2015 was different. I mean, it was different. Everyone to a man reported to spring training a week early. Everyone. And they looked different. Physically. Mentally. The way that they spoke to the media. It was different. And you knew in Surprise, Arizona that year that they were going to go on another run. You knew it. And those of you that follow spring training know that you knew it. You knew that it was different in 2015. Do they have that same motivation? Do they have that same fire? Do they have that same, you know, drive if they lose in 2014 in the wildcard game? Or do they come in and they say, hey, we did something historic. We went to the postseason for the first time in 30 years. That's awesome. I really think that that motivation, that, that, that just fire that, 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 that they created from being just shy of a World Series, had they just been over to knock... Madison Bumgarner out of the game one time that series. They would have won the series. I think that that really hurts them. You know, that, that really helps them, excuse me, become the team that they did become. And they try to fight everybody. It was, it, was a, it was a boxing world tour for the Royals to start that season, if you remember. So I'm interested to see 
how it would have unfolded had the Royals lost that wild card game. Obviously, they didn't lose, and that was just the start. That was just the start of magical comebacks. But that's the first what if. Just to, just to start us out with something light, of course. But be good and be good to one another, and we'll see you next time on the Lockdown Royals Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.